Hello, and welcome to Two Filthy Nerds, because we're filthy nerds and there's two of us. Let's get into it. Okay, I feel like that was really rushed unnecessarily, but that's fine. I am really pumped for this episode. Okay, well, I'm really pumped for it, too. We're talking about The Last Crusade really quickly before we dive into it. You guys can be in the live chat while we're doing these episodes, and you could also have been watching Last Crusade with us. You can watch the next movie with us. Patreon.com slash Two Filthy Nerds. And more importantly, you can be supporting the podcast and get details on when we're going to do our Universal Studios trip, and you can fucking join us if you want. So, what the fuck? Okay, let's dive in, because there's so much to cover. This is going to be a two-parter for so sure. So here's here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. So the movie kicks off with what we find out is a flashback scene. But when it first started, before you knew it was a flashback scene, did you think the guy that turned around was going to be Indiana Jones? Oh, when they're like in that underground. When they're in the, when he when he sees them taking the cross of Coronado. The cross. Yes, yeah. I did. I thought did that man that- was going to be in and then I was like, who is this? Who is this guy? Other hot archaeologist guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I for a second, I was like, I can't believe nobody mentioned to me that they recast Indiana Jones in this movie. Like, that feels like a huge oversight. Hilarious. Um, then, then once you that- figured out that it was Indiana Jones, that the young kid was Indiana Jones, that it's young Indiana Jones, um, did you see the hat that he was wearing and you were like, oh, well, this is where fucking Indy copped his steez from this dude. Oh, from that guy. I didn't even think about it. But now that you say it, that makes sense. I just had the mindset of like, that's this movie. I mean, I don't know if how many professional archaeologists were maybe like annoyed by this. That I just was like, that's how archaeologists dress. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it's just, that's the way of the archaeologist. The archaeologists that I worked with when I was in Israel, uh, they all did kind of dress like that. They wore, they all wore, uh, like, work boots, like, yeah. red wing boots, like, a, a steel tip, sh- steel toe shoe. Of course. Shoe. He was wearing, like, a button-up shirt and khaki pants. I mean, he kind of looked like Indiana Jones. You have he to wasn't, wonder. He wasn't as fit and hot, but. <sighs> Too bad. You have to wonder if. He chose his clothing because he had seen Indiana Jones or if it's just oh, good that's point. how they styled Indiana Jones based on people of that profession. Yeah. Like, well, you, you know, it's the sort of thing where it's like if you're doing desert archaeology, you have to wear long clothes. Otherwise, you'll but fry. you don't want to be too hot because it's like you have to you, cover yeah. your skin, but like not be too hot. So you wear loose, fluttery layers. Um, Everyone's just in like uh, what are those? Uh, like Moomoo's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right over here, we found some artifacts and they're just in a, what uh, are those, caftans or whatever? A caftan. <laughs> a caftan with slides. Um, okay, so Indiana, young Indy, this is where his whole, it belongs in a museum. Yeah, um, we see that, but also it's like he immediately is like naming these facts. So I'm like, okay, I would have thought he went to college and learned the things he knows, but now he's just here as like a, what, like a 12 year old boy scout. And you don't know why he knows this sort of shit. You're like, has he always known this? Yeah. It's like, what is this just like, to me, it felt like, is, is he the rain man of (laughs) archeology? span Like, why does he just know all of this? He's just into knowing stuff about the history and, and artifacts. And, but you know, we, his, his propensity for it, we learn is from his papa. Papa. Um, so we find out that we're in Utah in 1912 and that this cross is the cross of Coronado. Yes. So he steals the cross. He hits the road. He goes running. By the way, how hot do you think River Phoenix is? Is that who that was? Yeah, that was River Phoenix. The guy who that played young Indy. I thought that was going to be Indiana Jones that turned yes. around. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Who played young Indy? Not oh. the guy who you thought was going to be. The one who was actually Indiana Jones. That kid's like 15. It didn't even register on my radar. Okay. When he, I was younger and I saw this movie, I lost my fucking mind. Because well, you would have been like, the, uh, like a younger or the same age as him, right? I don't know when this movie came out. So this movie, not... I think it came out in 89, 88, 89. So you were like, like that? the same age as him then. Yeah, I was, I was very young. 
Very, very young in 89. I was a newborn baby. Mm, newborn baby. I saw uh, from the womb as my mother watched. You know what's really unfortunate is that the age I've been lying about for so many years, the age I've been lying about being for so many years is now too old. So I have to get a new, a new fake age. Anywho, <laughs> so they take off. The, the chase begins and he ends up on a circus train. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, also like... There was like some other fat boy scout with him. Um, the fat who, scout. Yeah, because he like he's like, I'm going to snatch that run and tell the sheriff. Yeah, so he, yeah, yeah. go get the this. sheriff. Blah, also, blah, it's blah. funny. What I thought was interesting is they come across this one. There's like one snake in the cave before he grabs the cross. And yeah. the little fat kid's freaking out. And he's like, it's just a snake. And I was like, just oh. a snake. That, that for me, there's a hole in that. Or like it just wasn't justified. Like he can't go from. Well, I mean, well, I guess well, if to you me, have they exposure were set- to many snakes later well, on. Well, yeah, which is what happens in the, to me, they were setting up, you're about to find out why he hates snakes because he ends up on that circus train, which a By fucking way, when, circus train. In the middle of the fuck, like uh, coincidentally, just cruising through Utah, a circus train. Which uh, I guess I get like the circus is traveling. What was surprising to me is... And now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, it's just sort of like economical on the part of the circus. But like each of the cars were like designed as if you would go into them anyways, it felt like. Like it Mm -hmm. felt like the train was the circus. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. who's going to this? But now that I'm saying it out loud, it's like, yeah, it was 1912. Great idea. This was probably so innovative. Yeah. Do you think that's how they transported giraffes with their heads sticking out of a... That's what I was wondering because there was one cart that was like the world's tallest giraffe. And I'm like, well, is it what is it just laying down in there? Like where? That's hilarious. Where? That's the world's tallest giraffe. I it love just... their two little heads popping out. Oh, so goddamn cute. Ugh. When I he mean... went into the reptile car. Yeah, I mean, is that where he goes first? Wait. Yeah, that's the first one he goes into. I thought he lands in like a lion's den. No, no, no. Lion is afterwards. Okay. Which is so, where we discover his his love of a whip. Yes. Okay. This is crazy is that he ends up, what was really funny is when he bolts from the cave and we get to take like a step back, mm-hmm. a horse comes running up. Oh yeah. A horse moment, comes running up and then the horse moves right before he jumps on it. Yeah. There's this moment where you think it's going to be like epic adventure movie where he jumps right into the horse. And, and it, the horse is it. like, nah, bitch. And I was like, that's um, fucking hilarious. And the horse uh, just barely but still outrunning cars and i guess it's yeah, 1912 yeah. but i was like they don't have one horsepower cars yeah they don't have so yeah okay that's so hilarious. anyway he gets on the train yes house of reptiles house of reptiles did you think he was gonna have a uh first of all i was shocked to see alligators i forgot about the alligators i it's i know alligators are reptiles but when i but... think reptiles i just think snakes immediately well, yeah, and it's also just like alligators on a fucking boxcar. Aren't they going to mm-hmm. eat everything else? Like, aren't yeah. they? They're going to get real mean when you try to like open up that boxcar. Yeah. So he, you know, I don't know who the handlers were per se, but uh, <laughs> so he has a, he has a uh, an encounter with an anaconda. I'm assuming yeah, that was an. Anaconda. I thought it was I a don't... cobra. I guess it's... I don't think it was a cobra because cobras don't live in water. Anacondas live in water. Oh, wow. Look at you, fucking nerd. I just thought... It's a full-time I... job being this. Yeah. My anaconda don't want none unless it's hydrated, son. She can do yeah. side bends or sit up. But please don't lose that butt. Okay, so... Like, juice... Ugh, what's going on? When he butt? gets Ugh. out the whip, <laughs> did you think, oh my God, they orchestrated this whole circus scene just so they could somehow justify why Indiana Jones is into a whip. I thought it I thought it was to back up every little fact we know about Indiana Jones because they did the snake thing. Mm-hmm. Where the he's like, thing. there's pits of snakes, and then he comes face to face with one, and it's like fucking. Mm-hmm. And he learns how to me- dress. So this whole thing is so he can learn how to dress. His love of artifacts, he realizes that you can be that guy searching and digging for shit. Snakes, whip. And a whip. Yeah, and the then whip, also, I was we like, oh, about this... his scar on his chin, which is a real scar he has in real life, but they built it into the story. I didn't realize he had a scar at all that whole time. Yeah, he has a scar on his chin, which he got in real life from a car accident. Are we talking about Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford, yes. How many accidents has that man been in? Not enough. 
I mean, he's been in multiple plane crashes. For God's sake, Harrison Ford, learn how to drive. Um, wow, I never even noticed. And it's funny yeah. that they set up a, a whole thing for a thing I didn't mm-hmm. even notice. But yeah. what, what I really wonder is, like, after seeing that snake scene, does he even have a fear of snakes? Or does he hate snakes because they thwarted his first, like, mission? Like, they just got You know, away. that's a really good question. That's I a good question. If- because eventually... You know, later on, he's like, he said, he, the snake is like in his pants. Yeah. Is yeah, it hello. now? Meow, meow. Um, nothing like watching a young river phoenix pull a snake out of the grass. Oh, There's a so snake in my pants. Uh, <laughs> is that okay. a snake in your pants? Are you just uh, happy to see me, son? So. Do you think they ever talk like that? Son? Are you just. Why do you think they uh, talked like this at some point? I don't, I think they just did that for the movies and I don't know why. Like, I wonder if people who finally got like 10 cents to go to a movie, watched a movie and is like, boy, they sure do talk weird out in Hollywood. Yeah. Those Hollywood folk, they have a real affect. Like they've, someone moved to Hollywood. It's not even a regional accent. No, it's just like a weird voice. And there were probably people who like got off a bus thinking ever, they were going to be like, I'm a Los Angeles native, baby. Like, I can't even do it without. (laughs) I'm just so old timing. Look look here, guys. Hey, guys and gals. How are you doing? Like what? I think we should do the rest of the podcast like this. Okay. So. Indy takes foot. He gets out of there, all right? He escapes through the magic box. He has an encounter with the uh, older man who he eventually emulates. I can't remember what his name is. Me Uh, neither, but it's the guy who basically is uh, Fedora. The Fedora guy. And then Indy disappears, gets out of the train, blah, 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 blah. Well, he like, then I mean, this guy to pretends house. to help him. He's like, oh, hand me the whip. I'll lift you up. And then he gets him up and like punches him. Like it's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was brutal. Yeah. Indy runs to his house with the Indy cross, runs to his house. Gets runs away. In. You hear his father. Did you know who it was when you heard it? Uh, when As soon as I heard his voice, I was like, yeah. Sean Connery. Yeah. But you didn't. It wasn't revealed that it was Sean Connery. So. um, No, I um. um so you thought that voice you heard was definitely Sean Connery? I mean, he's got a really distinct voice. Yeah, she can't, really, can't really do So Indiana Jones comes in and he's like, father, father. And he's like, no, no, no. Count to 20. And he's like, one, two. And the dad's and he's like, like, no, in, in Greek, Greek. I didn't understand what was happening. Like, okay. other than just like a father not wanting to talk to his kid. Just being like, no. Did you see what he was drawing were you like what is that did i that did spark anything and, for you and later i realized he was like in the middle of working on you know something that for what we realize is this like, the quest for the holy grail yes but at the time i was like even if that's work like if your kid comes in like a hundred miles an hour like that you just go count 20 like what are you doing and as we later learned his Dad wasn't exactly the best dad. And also, we later learned that his mom died, but we never found out why. We, I mean, like, we knew she was sick, but, like, we never That's found out. Of, yeah, they allude to the fact that yeah. she's sick. So Indiana does start counting to 20, and then all of a sudden he sees his, like, fat scout friend. Fat scout, scaredy scout, fat scout. Let's just call him fat scout. I love that so much. Fat scout. Like, yeah, fat scout is, like, running to the door and... Indy is like, oh, he shit, brought with him the sheriff. Yeah, which is what Indy asked him to do. And Indy like backs out to go greet them at the door with his dad doesn't even fucking budge. Like there's Nothing. all this going on and no one cares. So yes. the scout walks to the house and he tells Indy that he brought the sheriff. And then the sheriff is like, hey. the sheriff comes in. I love how Indy goes. Just the man I wanted to see. Yeah. And then the I'm fucking like, sheriff is like, yeah, thanks. You know the people who that belongs to are willing to not press charges if you just hand it over. And, and that fucking the, dude, Fedora and his Fedora dude is there and hands it he one of his goons hands it to a guy outside in a suit with a cane. Oh yeah, the guy with the cane. There was a suit with a cane. And, and a then hat. the guy with the Fedora, you know, basically is like, chin up, kid. You're gonna have sunny days ahead of you. And then he puts the hat on his head and did you love that transition, by the way, when he puts the hat on his head and he puts his head down and then when he brings it up, it's the future? Yeah, that he's on was the a boat. fun. 
that was a fun yeah. choice. I love thought. that. I love was like, that oh, that's a fun. I like the way. Uh, I like noticing things like that. How people do like transitions to like mm-hmm. that. That to me time. was like I love that transition so fucking much. Yeah, and then too. they're on the Speaking boat. Of, they're on the yeah. boat, and Indy is trying to get the cross back, and he's like, "It belongs in a museum." <laughs> he's like dead set on this museum shit. Hot um, nut for the museum. Um. Yeah, we find out that we've moved forward to 1938, which puts us further ahead than any of the movies have been. Um. And he, where well, I don't remember what happened. He's fighting with this guy. He's fi- Is it the, the guy, same guy in the, the fucking It's the same the guy hat. from the suit in the future. Panama oh, yeah. hat. They get the like Panama a physical hat fight. It, there's a fucking, there's a storm going on. Yes. And Indiana a crazy storm to, on a boat. Indiana manages to like save the cross right before it goes overboard. And then he has a run in with this fucking dude who just like, that's mine. And and long story show short, long story short, the boat explodes. Indy finds a life preserver, is like floating on it in the ocean, and that's the end of that scene. Yeah, and so we're gonna take that's sort of like the kickoff of obviously where we're where we're meeting Indiana Jones for this next adventure. So we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna see what else is going on with present day. Okay, so we're back from break, and a couple things have transpired. And one thing I wanted to touch back on before we roll in this. Um, first of all, forgot about this. Coronado, name of the boat they were on. Name Hilarious. of the cross, name of the boat. So this guy really obsessed with Coronado, or maybe he just is. I mean, is he Coronado? Does anyone ever establish that? Maybe that really is his cross, you know? Um and also, this is from last week, but we briefly talked about the word thuggy and we're like, oh, is this just lazy writing them calling these people thuggy? But uh, one of our patrons, I believe it was a patron, yes, mm-hmm. sent me a Wikipedia about how thuggy is a real term that they used for like criminals on the streets of uh, like India. And our word thug is actually derived from that Hindi word. So that's kind of a fun little nugget but anyways okay so okay so it kicks off indiana is back teaching he is dr jones he's in a classroom and guess what his students still have a hot nut for him every lady in the front is in the front row all staring at him he is the hottest teacher on campus and he's even Mm -hmm. being like this is such fucking this is what's annoying he's like being an archaeologist is pretty boring. It means living in the library most of your life. And it's like, fuck you. Like, that's not you what showed you us. Yeah, that's not what he does. And then he's like, there's not some great, you know, treasure hunt with a treasure map. And X never, ever, ever marks, marks the spot. So the class ends and Indiana Jones is like, oh, they're letting office hours for the next 90 minutes or whatever. They're all shuffling out. Again, we run and into Marcus Brody. Marcus Brody. By the way, who... Uh, owns a museum and yeah. uh the the cross that indy successfully recovered is now going to be part of marcus brody's spanish collection first yes. of all i just want you to know i completely did not know and maybe i did at the time i did not know that marcus brody owned a museum i i'm gonna be honest with you that i thought he was a fellow professor it wasn't clear to me even in the movie that he owned a museum, and I don't know why. <laughs> like we're saying this now, and I'm like, he owned a museum. Well, like, at I- the end of the at the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, they they make the joke that Marcus Brody could get lost in. His oh, own I mean, they museum. make it in the thing, and he got yeah. lost in his own museum once. But like at this point in the movie, yeah, at this if point, there in the was movie, something no that idea. was said. Was there something that was said right here? He said the cross is going to go into his museum, but I was thinking. The cross is going to go into the museum. I thought he just meant the college museum. Uh, yeah, I just saw like a museum they're working with. Okay, so he, it's basically like, oh, that's exciting. We've got this cross. It'll be part of our, uh, you know, Spanish collection, whatever. So they have this little quick conversation and then Indiana Jones goes to his heads office. over to his office and it's like overrun with students. Overrun with students. He shuts them all out, gets to his office, and he has a piece of mail from Venice. 
And rather than deal with all of his students who are waiting for him outside, he jumps out of his window. <laughs> yeah, like there's a like it's also what are you teaching that your students are literally trying to break down your door like it's fucking Black Friday? I mean, they're trying to get that dick, you know, That's they're fucking, trying I mean, to get that adventure. 100% that level of energy. He has for sure fucked a student. None of them are yeah, going that hard thousand without percent. knowing he that for sure guy- would fuck a student. Has absolutely. I mean, Marion. Marion was probably one of his students, and he deep dicked her. I by mean, the way, by the way, deep dicked. I mean, I don't know why I'm saying he's deep. No. Who knows how big his dick is? Who knows? It's if it's probably a deep dick. disappointingly small. He's one of those people that are like, wow, that guy is like so hot, and you're like, oh. like just a thin, thin dick. He's okay. got a thin dick for sure. So yeah, he literally goes out the window, um, and he starts walking away from campus and starts getting followed. Uh, and he's by like, Ooh. a weird car. So Indiana goes somewhere new. We go to yeah. this undisclosed swanky location. Yeah, a man so in a tuxedo comes in yeah, and he introduces himself. It's like a, a house party. And uh, Indiana uh, meets this guy, Walter Donovan. And yes. he's like, hey, you know, I've, I've had this man looking for basically a what turns out to be the Holy Grail. Yeah. So Walter Donovan, just to like give a little back background, um, is someone who has already made a lot of generous contributions to the museum. So not sure if he acquires them the same way as Indiana Jones, but this seems to be someone who's giving artifacts to um, the same museum, but also he's, he's like, we both have a passion for antiques. And to me, that's like, oh, you're a hoarder and you think I'm a hoarder. And that's why you're saying hilarious. Like he's probably, it's like whatever he's given to the museum, just in that sentence alone, I was like, Uh he has held on to like twice fold for himself. Uh But yes, he pulls out, uh, like a sandstone. Like I thought it uh-huh. was going to be just because it's the last crusade. I thought I was like, is this going to be the 10 commandments? Um, and has Indiana Jones read it in Latin. And that's how we discover it's an inscription. Yes. With directions to the Holy grail, the Holy but it's, grail. it's missing a chunk. Yes. The, it's broken. It's old, obviously. Um, but still, very exciting. Donovan's like, let's have some champagne. They're both geeking out about like, and then, is this and real? Do you Indiana's believe in the Holy like, Grail? You have the wrong Indiana. The Grail was my dad's thing. Well, that's the wrong Doctor Jones, not the wrong Indiana. But the, dad, you have the wrong Doctor. I was Jones. like, Sorry. his dad's not also named Indiana, is it? His dad was a uh, professor of medieval literature. Yeah. So Donovan's basically trying to get to Indiana's dad. Um, and just on that note with Donovan being like, I heard your dad, Indiana Jones is like co-ringing because he's not that close with his dad. Like yeah. obviously hasn't been great the last few years, but he does confirm like, yes, my dad's real into the grail. I think it's interesting that Donovan had to tell the Holy Grail story to Indiana. And I don't know if that's because Indiana didn't know it or they just use it as a device. I kind of think like. Indiana Jones probably in an act of because this is such a crucial and interesting part to me of history whether you're religious or not there's just so much lore and so many stories around people have died for this you know for years when you look at like the crusades or people trying to find this fucking holy grail which is insane the grail is the cup that caught Jesus's blood when he was on the cross is that what it is what yeah Sam producer Sam is giving us a yes that's what it I is. am not taking a confident yes from either of you about what happened to Jesus I'm sorry I know that's a uh, sectist it's de- it depends the grail is most Listen. commonly identified as the cup that Jesus drank from at the last supper okay yeah no it and, it's and people go like yes this is my blood. blood I'm giving it up to you it was a metaphor that was not the cup okay let me just be clear on something okay uh there's a thing that at least Catholics do where they go, they drank from the cup, the cup of his blood. He gave it up. I do not for one second believe I did as a kid. They were not drinking blood. It was a metaphor because Jesus was Jewish and being a martyr and be like, this represents my blood, which I would give up for you if it came to it. But but nobody caught Jesus's blood when he was. On By the, the way, cross. that's a really funny joke. I've never heard that before in my life. Is it? Oh. Mm-hmm. 
I'll just put that yeah, one it's in funny. my back like, pocket. The idea I had Jesus, never like, heard Jesus that about... still was a Jew because only a Jew would be so dramatic is to be like, my blood! Well, that's... And that's why I talk about... That I with, gave like, you a cup of my blood. I talk about God being a Jewish woman just because she's like, my only son. I gave him up to you. Um, Perfect. Right, we can add that in. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. The point is... I think Indiana Jones, probably in an act of rebellion because him and his father didn't get along, decided to learn about everything except the Holy Grail. Like, I think he was yeah. like, okay, well, dad has his thing. I'm going to learn about other shit. Fuck you. Um, but either way, Donovan yeah, Stokes. We're, we're, getting, we're getting to two into details. The important thing is that Donovan is like, hey, the other half to this stone is in a grave in Venice. Will you go there? And that grave happens to belong to bum 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 a dead a dead white guy which is great wait it's buried with one of the dead brothers who was there were these three brothers who were responsible for for keeping keeping care of the yeah it's like uh, this old legend to me reminiscent of when they first started telling the story but then it ended up being nothing like it but when he said three brothers i was like oh this is like the um the Deathly Hallows. Very reminiscent of the Deathly Hallows. Just because it's it's always three brothers. Why? Anywho. So Donovan's like, will you take this project? And Indy's like, you got, like I said, you got, you got the wrong Dr. Jones. He's like, well, you know, we, uh, well, Donovan's like, we had a guy we had hired, but he went missing. And this um, was so, so weird, by the way, that he's like, well, I don't know. You should just talk to my dad. And that's when Donovan's like, well, the guy that went missing is your dad. So right like, then and there, he should never trust this guy. And then, yeah, and absolutely. Then Donovan like, at some point goes, "Don't trust anyone." Yeah, he does. But it's also like, I'm sorry, my dad went missing, and instead of you coming to me and going, "Your father is missing," just a heads up, and then contacting someone else who might be at least somewhat of an expert in this field, you just came to me, got me all amped up, and then went, "Oh yeah, well, your dad went missing." Like shady as fuck. Lead with missing father. But had he led with missing father, who knows? We never would have learned anything that we learned. I don't know. But so anyways, they end up, it cuts to Indiana Jones and Marcus Brody are all of a sudden they're at Indiana's, like they're pulling up to his dad's house. His dad's uh-huh. not home. The place is like ransacked. Shit is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, And Marcus Brody kind of throws shade. He's like, I've never seen you so concerned about your dad. And it's like, yeah, my dad's missing in maybe in a foreign country. Yeah. There's a He's like, yeah, he's like my dad's fine though. He's pr- fine. Like it's not He's not like he's yes, he's worried about his dad, but it's also like he's probably just occupied. Like it, it his dad's not an adventurer like he is. Well, that's what I'm saying is that like he's like my dad's a bookworm. It wouldn't like he doesn't just go off and do these things. Like yeah. this is out of character for him. So like there's never been as big of a concern to be worried. So yeah, I'm a little more worried than I normally am. But he does seem like all things considered pretty put together about it. Yeah. And then the, he sees that his dad's house has been ransacked. Yeah. And then Indiana Jones is like, wait, that package from Venice that was at my office that I had never opened conveniently. It must they- have been from my papa. Yes. By the way, I hope I never live a life where I get a package from Venice and I'm like, I'll wait till later. Yeah, that like no, you know what? Honestly, what a what a great packages life. from Venice get opened immediately. What a great life you're living if that can be a second thought. Yeah, you're, you're like, like I'll, I'll check this, this later. Package from Italy, like that that didn't raise a brow. They're like I get a package many- from Tulsa, and I'm like, oh, I better open this. It could be something. I unique. get a package from Amazon, and I know what it is, and I open it with enthusiasm. Like yeah, Venice, every single time, like you've been given a gift. How many lovers is he running away from that he's like, oh, this is probably Suzette, who I made love to on a cruise ship on my way to the Mediterranean ones. The Balkan like, Peninsula. Yeah. I don't know like, why, but the Balkan Peninsula sounded good. I like it. I want to go to the Balkan so, Peninsula. So he finally opens up the package that came for him that was in his office. It's his dad's grail diary. Yeah. Which is interesting because he starts flipping through it. And that's when I go, that is the thing that he was drawing in when Indiana Jones was younger. Perfect. You got it. You put it together. And at that point, Indiana's like, well, now I got to go. And yeah. he's like, Brody, tell Donovan I'll take the job. 
And uh, Donovan's like, great, I have a place you can stay there when you get there. You're, you know, you're going to meet up with Dr. Schneider. She'll help you with everything. And that's when he says, don't trust anyone. And then, you know. Yeah, what which is, is always reassuring. Doing? But I also I also love the little like it's such a like small fact. But when Brody was like, "We'll need uh, two tickets to Venice," like he's, yeah. he's just like, "I'm coming too." And is it because he cares about the Grail, or is he just trying to get some Italian pussy? Only time, or or maybe frequent flyer miles. You know, I did a lot of traveling because I wanted frequent flyer miles. But anyways, wait, you spent money to travel? Because wait, before we go to break, which we're going to break, you spent money to travel to get no, no, miles for, like, for, for free work travel? stuff for work stuff to get free miles. Oh, like they would cover you, but you yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Marcus Brody was doing. He's trying to get free miles. Oh, that's what you think it was. He's just yeah. building up his, mm-hmm. his Delta Airlines yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, they're flying across the sea. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back in minutes. All right, we are back. We are in Venice, Italy. Indiana and they Jones. meet up with Dr. Schneider, a lady. Oh, that's so funny when they like are. First of all, like it just shows them. This is stupid, but it just shows them like. Do they get off a plane in Venice? No, they got off a plane oh. to a boat. Okay, because I was going to be like, wait a second. Planes don't go to Venice. So so Dr. Schneider sees them. They're, they're assuming it's a man because they're pigs. Yeah, because they're like, oh, I don't know who Dr. Schneider is, but I hopefully the doctor will recognize us and a woman comes up and knows them and they're like, and you are? And her name is Elsa. Schneider, do you want to build a snowman? Elsa Schneider. So, anywho, he walks them, she walks them to this library, which is fucking uh, gorgeous. Yeah, it like looks like an old church. I honestly am pretty sure it's in this square. I got to visit Venice once after college. My aunt my grandma took me on like a graduation trip and like oh you've been there oh yeah venice is gorgeous i want to go back oh god i'm so excited i can't wait to go one day Um, i studied all of italy in in my uh while majoring uh in art history uh but i know i'd never been well i went to rome when i was younger i don't remember well it's beautiful and you have to go there by by boat and of course all i was thinking was how our producer sam once told me that he worked at the venetian in las vegas and uh all the gondola workers pretend they're Italian and they're fucking lying to all of us. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know if he has to cut Anywho, that out for NDA reasons. So they go into this church and she was like, and, and Elsa was like, this is the last I saw your father was in here. And then he disappeared. Yeah. And she's like, he had the interest in these Roman numerals. And so Indiana's like, oh, I get what those Roman numerals are. They correspond with different things around the church. So he's like, oh, Roman numeral one. He matches what's on the painting with what's on the wall. What's on the paint? The, well, the, yeah. The, when um, he's comparing it with, um, I don't know if you already said The this stained glass one. window. Yeah. The diary with the stained glass window that's right there. And so he yeah. finds that there's like a three and a seven and a ten. In- and then he's he sees the ten on the thing. So he finds all of them except for the ten. And he's like, the- where's the ten? Where's the ten? Where's the ten? And then he, they're all like looking around for the ten. He finds this. The like, Roman numeral for ten happens to be. X, which happens to be the spot. Yeah, he finds ten. He goes upstairs and he looks down. Did you love that pun? Did you love that joke? I appreciated it. Did that tickle you? That tickles me every time. It tickles me. I mean, I did go. Oh, uh-huh. X marks. X when marks we watch, the went, spot. X marks the spot. But to me, I thought it was going to be like you got to take your own advice. Thinking back to what was. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I was like, it's. I thought it wasn't going to be there. Like, I thought I was like, X never marks the spot. Like, yeah, I gave him too much credibility. But then it's like, fuck too you, much X credibility. Literally yep. marked the spot. So, this is so funny. He's like, oh, it's underneath. Oh, I love this. This this fucking like concrete, beautiful flooring in this library, and he just starts chipping away at it, but coincidentally the library uses the one front. of those rope things the little the little tower that you can like hook velvet ropes to oh to like yeah what are those he things? uses that to break the edge of the floor so he can pull up the I tile feel like i just learned the name of those like they have a name and i was like why do we have a name for oh that? they do a stanchion. stanchion 
stanchion. I someone just told me this. It might have been producer Sam, or it might have been one of the patrons at some point. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't but know I was that. like, why do we need a name for that? And here we are. Here we are needing a name for it. So he takes a stanchion and starts busting the floor. And this is one of the best jokes in the film. Yeah, he's busting the floor, but there's like an old man who's working the front of the library and like stamping the like, assuming the like library he's stamping books. library books in. But every time he does the ink and then every time he stamps the book is when Indiana Jones hits, hits the, floor. the floor. So this guy- So there's hit, a, large, a loud clank. So he like goes to stamp and it's like- and. The poor man thinks he's losing his mind because he's like, yeah, what he thinks every time is- he does the book, he's like, oh, my God, I'm this. There's something wrong with this stamper. It's he making such quits. a loud noise. But he and eventually just stops. Yeah. Yeah. But he gets enough of a chunk off that he can, like, lift it up. They they get down into. Uh, this area below. Yeah, they, it's um, Indiana and Elsa decide to go down and they tell Brody to guard the hole. Um. And they, so they go down into the they hole. They go down and they see all these drawings, these hieroglyphs. Yeah, immediately which is, they start This scene out. here is one of the reasons why I was like, dude, archaeology's dope. And he's like seeing all these things and like saying, it, it was like a catacomb too because there was like all these skulls in the walls. And yeah. eventually he he gets to this wall and he's like, oh, I have you have to push through and break this wall. So Indiana like throws a shoulder into it. By the way, the, the probability of him breaking through with just a quick shoulder come on like i mean well it's old so yeah maybe you're probably right old shit was built to last that's so true they even by the way i thought it was funny there's a moment where they pass a drawing it's like oh it's the ark of the covenant and i was like what it's just fucking there it is that's that's the most acknowledgement you get give Mm -hmm. give it as that after all you went through with the mm-hmm. Ark of the Covenant. That's it? That's all? It's a metaphor for how he thinks of women. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was oh, a cool yeah. thing I had once. He thinks, yeah, they're, they're just a one and done. Um, so he breaks through the wall. Elsa's impressed. She get, The puss the gets a little wet. He lands And then he into, falls through into bubbling water with full of rats. Which yeah. is petroleum-filled water. Well, yeah, he like tastes the water or yeah. smells it. Does he just smell it? I don't remember. He smells it and then he tastes it. And he's like, this is petroleum. I could put a well down here and I'd be rich. And then he takes, he creates a, um, a torch and lights it. What? This made no sense to me. If you are standing in a pool of petroleum. You're not going to light a torch. Yeah, I was like, there's no way you don't go up in flames after he's fallen <laughs> into the petroleum. And then he's just like, aha. Because like, this I thought was going to be like Mr. Magoo, like Peter Sellers, Pink Panther level fuck Stupidity. Up. Yeah. But and it just lights. And it's like. Nothing happens. And then as he's walking. Little embers fall from the torch onto the water. Nothing happens. Nothing, Nothing like, happens. Totally and this is fine. important. Oh, by the way, upstairs where Marcus Brody is diligently guarding, worst guard ever. He's like sitting there hunched over, staring at the hole. Down like, the hole. Staring look, at the you're, hole. You're supposed to look for people around you, not look into the Head hole. Head on a swivel, Marcus Brody. Head on a swivel. And he gets abducted by a group of swarthy men in fezes. Yeah, like a bunch, a group of men in fezes, by the way, as they had gone down into the hole, we saw them come down the like spiral staircase. Yep. Yep, he yep. had gone up to notice the X. And I was like, why are these Shriners coming down from the ceiling? Uh, those sexy, swarthy Mediterranean men. And they just, uh, so these people get are me, now boys. trying to make their way down there. Um. So cut back to where they are filled with rats. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's like so many rats. Why is every Indiana Jones movie? They're like, we need a, a, a we need, scrambling we need pile of a of new disgusting animal. thing. Wait, let me guess. To make Wait. people uncomfortable. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Crystal Skull. Haven't seen it. Know nothing about it. There were spiders. There are already. I was going to say spiders, but there were spiders briefly in the beginning of. I don't know. There's going to be vermin. There's going to be something. Something like, going to be something crawling, cockroaches, whatever. So she's being but they like, find <sighs> they find a tomb though. They find a tomb. And well, yeah, they find after the rest he fucking the... carries her, he likes fireman yeah, carries yeah, yeah. her through oh, the water. Oh, he fireman carries her. Oh god, and she's wearing a pencil skirt, so her booty looks all popping and shit. Uh, uh, they end up yeah, anyways, like inching down like a sewerway water type thing. 
They're like in waist high water surrounded by tombs. And they find a tomb and they push the top off and inside on the shield is the rest of this uh, rubbing inscription. They had had half of the the rubbing that Indiana had from. Did he? Okay, was that from the actual stone and he had copied it from the stone or did he have the rubbing was just a thing his dad left? Uh, the rubbing there. was from from the I think that he took that from the stone. Yeah. So he basically lays this paper over what is the other section of the stone that mm-hmm. they were missing and just rubs it. What is that mm-hmm. real paper? Is that a thing? Parchment paper. It's for rubbing. So that's like a normal thing that like archaeologists mm-hmm. do or. Mm-hmm. OK. Rubbing paper. I yeah. just was like, I just didn't want to be fooled. Like I used to think that animation paper was a special uh-huh. paper that when you drew on it. This was when I was very little. I just want to preface. I was very young. I thought that like you drew on the paper and then the character came to life. Like that's what I thought animation paper was. <laughs> I believe. So I wanted to ask I if this was a real thing. Yes, I know. It's I'm called so frotterage paper or something like that. Some I can't remember, but frotterage it's frotterage like sounds like paper you fuck. Uh, but a, a frotterist is somebody who rubs against you. Oh, that makes sense. It's a sexual deviant. I got frotterized in the New York City subway when I was in. It's college. not frotterizing if you like it, Nicole. It's just, it's fraternizing. Dude, it was so creepy. And then I chased the guy down. That's so funny. I you followed him down. I, I, the wrong woman. He, and yeah, beat oh, him no. up with and I said I screamed paper. at him. We, I was chasing him down the street on the Upper East Side. And I was like, you messed with the wrong girl, homie. And he just starts running. <laughs> Did you catch him? He Did was he a, get away? He was a little man. No, he got away. He was he like, was away. he a little man, like a little person? Or he, no, no, he was just very short. Oh. Um, a little, a little Hispanic man. And I chased him. Um, and then I had to get, I was working at the Whitney museum and I had to get to work. So I chased him a little bit just to make him as uncomfortable as possible. And then I, and then, uh, and then I went to work. Yeah. Anywho, nothing like a quick sexual assault on a subway in New York city. He grabbed my pussy. It's New York, the big apple. I take a bite of the big apple. It's a city that doesn't sleep because we're traumatized. (laughs) Um, Anywho, so anyways, then the Fez guys, after taking Marcus Brody, go down in the tunnel, get to the petroleum river and set the goddamn thing on fire. Yeah, they're like, which is what should have happened already. Yeah, but it's also just like for these Fez guys. I mean, I guess the Fez guys must have already gone deep down into this place and know what's there because it's like if they're so worried about preserving, which we find out they're worried Mm -hmm. about, like preserving the Holy Grail. Yeah, they set the goddamn thing on fire. How do you not know that the Holy Grail's not, like, there somewhere? They know where it is. These guys, they know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they clearly do as the movie goes on. These these Turkish men, they know. They know. The Turkish men, they know about the Holy Grail. This is not Turkish accent. I don't know what this is. It's Um, good, though. It's good. Oh, the short of it is there's a fire. they they survive this blazing fire that comes ripping through the tunnel because they flip the dead tomb over. This they is flip insane. the guy out of the tomb. And then just Indiana Jones just goes underwater, He's underwater like air in with his eyes open. And then somehow they get out of there. And then conveniently the tunnel comes up through a manhole in in the little plaza outside of the library slash church thing that they've gone into. I think that you glazed over what a ridiculous thing it is that he came up with for them to survive anyway. Yeah. We need to talk about that a little because he just goes, oh, air pocket, and takes what I assume is a wooden tomb. No, no, no. So that's a, that was a cement tomb. It wouldn't float. It makes no sense. And that the fire just wouldn't get to them because they're underneath it. It's like, it, nothing's going to burn through this. And also, if it's cement, how did a bunch of rats eat through it? I don't know. Because rats listen, ate through it. And then... Listen, you're asking really good questions, you know? And the truth is, there's too many holes in the story for it to be realistic. But yes. because it's Indiana Jones, let's hold on to this reality that they've created for us. No, it's just Indiana Jones gave everyone who's ever going to end up on a chase from bad guys false hopes that there's always a secret exit. (laughs) First of all, I love that. I love that Indiana Jones didn't know or, or did know. So he gets out of the manhole. Yeah. He and he's like, oh, because all these people then, are screaming because it's a manhole that's like by like an outdoor restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden these guys in the, the Fez, the Fez hat guys 
they they take off running because Elsa knows who they are because we'll find out why Elsa knows who they are. So Indiana and Elsa take off running. They get to these Venice speedboats. Yeah, they jump in a speedboat. At this and point, we don't know that Elsa knows the back these of the guys, boat. right? What? We don't know that Elsa knows these guys at this no, point. No, we don't do know we? that Elsa knows who these people are. Well, okay. we know who they are is because she's been up against them already. Um, yeah, we're going to learn a lot of shit about Elsa, but that'll that'll probably come in, I assume, next episode. But anyways, they're in this boat. Let's talk about this boat chase because they get in a speedboat. What Elsa says? That guy jumps on the back. Yeah. So he's fighting with Indy while... Yeah, wow. Indiana Jones is physically fighting this. Physically fighting this guy Fez. while Elsa's driving. And, in and the, there's other boats with, with Fez's Fez guys behind in, them. in hot pursuit. We just call them Fezzes. I don't know. But like, yeah, that's Fez, the Fez guys. The Fez, and they're, they're shooting. Like, it's, it's like and, calling them Feds. I like know. It's the FBI. The, we, the, the Feds. The Feds. The Fezzes. They're on to us. Imagine us. I mean, how embarrassing if you lose in a pursuit to a group of people in Fezzes. Like, I mean, I'm just picturing them on. Have you ever been to like a Mardi Gras parade? Shriners always come through on these weird like low rider scooters with those hats on. And it's <laughs> anyway. I actually didn't know that. It's they're like, oh, the hat's not embarrassing enough. Let's get on these weird scooters. Uh no shade to people. If I don't, I don't know the cultural significance of fezes. I just know old fat white men on scooters probably shouldn't be wearing them in the south. Um, or yeah, everywhere. definitely not. I think they're they're kind of fun. They're kind of cute. They I think could they look, be, but you know, they're not a good chasing hat. The point is, they, this is like a hot pursuit. They're getting shot at. Worst shot ever. Like they are missing left and right, left and right. Um, I gotta be honest. I've shot a gun. It's not easy to shoot a gun. And in a boat? Ugh, too much. No. There's these like giant, two giant barges, maybe cruise ships. A lot of cruises go to the to the A lot area. of cruises in Venice, but not in 1938. Definitely barges. For sure. Uh, and Indiana Jones is on the back of the tight boat. squeeze. Yeah. He, there's like a fist fight and he goes, don't go through the, go. don't go in between the boats. And Elsa He's like, go driving, around the boats. Elsa who's driving thinks he says, go in between the boats. And she's like, go in between the boats. Are you crazy? And when he was like, don't go in between the boats. Are you crazy? Um, they go and then in what between happens? the boats. She goes in between the boats, but she makes it out. Yeah, barely makes it out. The other, they're being chased, by the way, through the boats. They don't, it looks like it's it's closing. They're not going to make it. The fezes are chasing behind them. They in get out just pursuit. in time. And then, yeah, explosion. Yeah. So now it's down to just the fez guy who's on the boat already fighting yeah. with Indiana. And uh, basically, they almost end up getting. Oh no no no! Wait, there was another boat. There yeah, was no, another they boat end that up having up to like. To he gets on a boat that one of the fezes is already driving, starts fighting with them, and then this that boat is now getting pulled into the motor of one of the giant boats, like just a propeller just chopping it up, like I chopping also, it up. It all happened so fast that I'm like, okay, so Elsa's just gone in a boat. What's fucking happening? Um, yeah, the boat is being, they're fist fighting. It's, I it's was again, like, it's, 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 it's Indy. It, it's, it was the same thing in the temple of doom. Well, yeah, no, but He's I was like, the how on the conveyor belt, how is this part not played by Pat Roach is what I want to know. Is that like yeah, yeah, in yeah. every other Hi, movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. they probably tried to do Pat Roach and they were like, listen, we have to cast a swarthy man from the Midwest. <laughs> we need someone who looks a little, I mean, more from Italian. the middle East. Did I just the call it the Midwest? Midwest? Yes. You did call the Middle East the Midwest. And it's like, it's all Greek <laughs> to me. He was probably Greek. Um, okay. So at the last second, they barely make it onto Elsa's boat, comes back around. And he also pulls the Fez to safety. And as they're heading back to Venice, the Fez, the, the last guy, the Fez that he pulled to safety in the hat says he will tell mm-hmm. Indiana where his dad is if he lets him go. And apparently his name's Kazim. And they get in this mm-hmm. this discourse about like why are you trying to kill me? Kazim's like, listen, it's not about you, it's about the Grail. I'm trying to keep the Grail safe, and no no matter who it's from. And he's also like, by the way, your dad's being held in the castle of Brunwald on the Austrian German border. And then he just like pieces out. Like what? Yep. He all this way to Venice, and his dad's for some reason just in Hitler Central. By the way, Austria German border at that time just yeah. M- that's like I, here's here was this part city. of the, the the scene that I thought was really funny. They just like pull up to the edge of a of a a place where they can get onto land 
And there's just a guy there, and he just hands him the ropes to the boat. Yeah, just like a dock hand. Never mind that they're all, like, covered in blood, and this boat is, like, filled with bullet holes, and, like, I'm sure chopped up in several places. And he's just, like... It's basically like he pulled pulled up uh, to to a valet. He's like, like, the customer's always right. <laughs> Bonjour. Uh, here we go. This uh, this about looks like evidence, but I'll park it for you. Yeah, fucking hell. So we go from there to being back at the apartment that Donovan has put them in. Um, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, they're re-meeting up with Brody, who... Okay, so Brody got like hit over the head by the fezes and then woke up and was like, I yeah, guess I'll I don't go back to the apartment. Like that makes yeah. no sense that he's like, well, I None. guess I'll uh I'll just head back and he'll meet me there hopefully eventually. Yeah. You're not gonna go try to help, you're just like, I'll just go shower up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got I gotta listen, I am jet lagged. He'll be fine. It's indie. He's with a hot blonde chick. He's probably gonna bone. Yeah, so he fills in uh Marcus on what happened. Brody mm-hmm. and Indiana are both still like, it's still like, they're not sure where to go. But then Brody's mm-hmm. like, well, we should get to your dad. Cause he knows, or like, let's open the diary. Maybe, maybe there's something in there. Yeah. Indiana Jones, dad apparently knew like the whole route to the grail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Except he has this whole for map. where to start, which is what was on the rubbing that he the took. tablet tells them that they have to start in Alexandretta. And Alexandretta is adjacent to their old friend, Salah. Yes. You know, Salah, the uh, British guy who plays a Middle Eastern guy. Yeah. So Brody's like, uh, Indiana's like, get in touch with Salah. We're headed that way. I'm going to go find my dad. So basically, the the adventure yet again begins. So they've now Mm -hmm. decided we've got to get to Salah or near Salah. I've got to find my dad and that's where we're going to leave off because there's so much to cover. We are mm-hmm. going to, we're going to fucking be back. hit you with it next time. We'll be here Saturday. Uh, if you're listening to this, when it drops, there is still time to sign up for our Patreon so that you can watch the crystal skull with us. Uh, mm-hmm. That'll be the last movie in the franchise. We did start reading a book. We will eventually somehow finish the book. Uh, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones and the Philosopher's Stone. It might be a long process because we're busy bees. But we're going to do it. We're making plans for Universal Studios. And more importantly, you're going to be supporting us. And we're doing fucking Marvel next. There's going to be lots of movies to watch. Anyway, Dude, head Marvel's over to Patreon. Gonna be the tits. It's going to be so good. Patreon.com slash nerds. We love you and we'll see you Saturday. Bye. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,